You're listening to Talk Israel with Anya Farber, where we talk everything Israel. The art, the culture, the music, the food. Oh, man, don't get me started on the food. So grab a plate of shakshuka, sit down and listen up. And now your host, Anya Farber. Hello, 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 and welcome to Talk Israel. I am indeed your host, Anya Farber, and I am here with two chatty Cathy's who talked right over my intro, or and yam. So I don't know. We might have to play the intro again because it's your own voice that you were talking over, sir. So I really guess if I have a bone to pick, it's with you. But you know what? It's okay because you can do your fake Israeli accent when we're on the show. So before I bring them on officially, I just want to remind everyone that we are listening to Talk Israel on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network, and boy, oh boy, are we going to share some knowledge today, because between these two, I mean, I hope we're going to get some knowledge, because I know it's a whole ton of silliness. I had sat down with the two of them back in December at the Brown Seaside Hotel. Yossi, shout out to you. Thank you again for that. Uh, Lovely hotel right off the beach in Tel Aviv, if anyone's interested. Um, And it was, there was a point where I actually can be heard on the video going, where did I lose control? You know, the two of them were laughing and laughing and laughing, but I did ask Georgie to come back on and and bring uh, Yam with him because there's a show in Israel that they have on July 20th, and I'm very excited to say that I will finally be there to see them perform live, as opposed to the rehearsals. So, I mean, I could talk a lot about these two, but I have a feeling they have a lot to say about each other. So, without further ado, welcome, Georgie, and welcome, Yam Amitai. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you doing? Happy to be here. <laughs> All right, so we're going to try to make sure that we get enough here for everyone um, to get to know each of you. Now, <clears throat> I alluded to the fact that we had sat down, and I'm sure you guys remember that day because it was like, I mean, a monsoon doesn't even properly describe the day, because if you remember, it was raining Literally every direction, sideways, diagonally, uh, the thunder and the lightning was intense. And it was one of those days that you just, you just have to like be like, all right, I'm just going to be dripping wet. And that's the way it is. Basically swim walking. Swim walking. Yes. That's, that's a very, very good description. And, um, I remember, you know, getting to the hotel and you guys are like, oh, we're looking for parking. I'm like, take your time. I have to change my clothes because I was so drenched. And, um, you know, we sat and we had some nice warm tea. Um, so, again, thank you to the Brown Seaside Hotel for hosting us in the lobby. Um, and and we started talking. And uh, that's the time when you came in with your um, heavy uh, Israeli uh, accent and... Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, coming in with this. I do not know what you're talking about. This is a outrageous shavuot, you know? Allegations, false allegations. Yeah, and then Yam starts talking to me as if he believes he's British. 
I'm British. Yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I hope you're not offending any of our British listeners because um, <laughs> I think it needs some work. <laughs> I, I mean, so guys, if you're listening from anywhere in the country of Great Britain, feel free to message me directly and let me know how Yam is doing. Um, also, if you're listening to us in Israel and you're just loving um, or fake Israeli accent or stereotypical heavy Israeli accent, again, feel free to message me. Um, so I just want to call attention before we get into anything so that people can go ahead and get ready and have this. Uh, so, again, this is CRS Radio, so you guys can find CRS Radio on Facebook and on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook under Anya Farber. On Instagram, it's Anya, A-N-Y-A, underscore think, T-H-I-N-K, underscore differently, D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T-L-Y. And, of course, my YouTube page is just Anya Farber at the end. Now, I did include both of uh, your YouTube links on here, so you have them. Uh, all of the listeners have them. So, again, um, Yam Amitai is spelled Y-A-M-A-M-I-T-A-Y, official. Guys, don't forget the A. His name is not Yam Amity. It's Yam Amitai. And it's a Y at the end, not an I. Okay. (laughs) And or Georgie is G-O-R-G-I, official. So, the same YouTube link. Um, Instagram. Or Georgie can be found O-R underscore G-O-R-G-I. And Yam Amitai can be found Y-A-M underscore A-M-I-T-A-Y. So first of all, Kolakavod, because both of you are on the uh, wavelength with me of this underscore. I like the underscore because you kind of make that, that motion with your hand that I'm, I'm doing, not that the listeners can see me, but the underscore motion, underscore. So like that both of you caught on to that. Good job there. <laughs> um, so we're, under, we're definitely underscoring this competition. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Well, you're. Are you underscoring? You're, you're. You're. You're setting the bar low so you can just wow them. Is that is that the deal, Georgie? Georgie set the bar low. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey! Come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were about to like drop some um, rhymes because you're like a a a a. I thought you were about to start oh. something, and I was like, uh huh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. listen. Okay. <laughs> if you two want to just break out into a freestyle, I'm I'm cool with it. Uh, just remember. English freestyle is okay. English freestyle. Yo. Okay. Okay. Listen up. Listen up. Uh, uh, yo, I'm drinking my beer and I've got the flow. I'm drinking down under because the bar is low. There. <laughs> I have a feeling. I I have a feeling I should just caption today's show. Lost all control. Dot dot dot. Uh, if you want to hear some more, don't understand, just underscore. <laughs> oh, my God, I've lost all control. Okay, um, so I did, did make sure to warn our listeners uh, that they would, at the very least, even if they didn't feel like they gained any knowledge that they may not already have, they would definitely be laughing throughout the program. Uh, I'm going to try just to, you know, 
hold hold enough control to not last the entire program. But um, or just to quote one of the last times you were on, and I talked about how you came at me with that fake, you know, heavy Israeli accent, stereotypical accent, and and I think you felt bad because you saw the look on my face of, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to subtitle this. No one's going to understand him. Uh, you see, uh, no, okay, but I joke. But then, <laughs> then you, your words, sir, your words. I'm going to quote you. You said, "I like to scheme." I was like, "Oh, okay." But you, you, <laughs> you are known as a bit of like not a prankster per se, but you, you like to have fun. A, and... a, a, a rascal, a rascal, <laughs> uh, a no do good a, a delinquent, a, a delinquent, a shenanigans. Yeah, you oh know. Oh my gosh. Listen. <laughs> One's, one who is up to mischief. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think our listeners will greatly appreciate not only, you know, do you guys both have, you know, incredible personalities, but your command of the vocabulary, the English vocabulary is quite frankly, very impressive. And many a conversation you and I have had, or where I said to you, I, I think you have a better vocabulary than some, uh, you know, native English speakers. So call a vote on that. Um, also, I, I do love listening uh, when you guys come up with words that, you know, maybe aren't used all the time, but are correct and correctly used. So that is awesome. But I think, you know, we would be very, very, very remiss if we didn't stop and acknowledge how I came upon both of you. Gentlemen. Look at that. Gentlemen. I called you gentlemen. Uh, and it is all because of my my dear friend Ellie Vismot, who also works in the music business, does uh, is a producer, and Yam does pro- is a producer, but also a performer. But again, you know, Ellie was like, you definitely need to meet these two. They're very funny, and you'll 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 have to you know sit down and talk with them. So, Ellie, thank you so much. I really appreciate this because without you, you know, I would not be able to bring. You know, any of the things that he's been working on or either of you have been working on to our family and friends here at CRS Radio. So I'm very grateful to Ellie for that. Um, and Ellie's going to be at the show on the 20th, so I get to see him, which is another bonus. Yeah. <laughs> the show on the 20th is going to be great. Yes. We just came back from our rehearsal, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lineup is tight. Everything is prepped. It's going to be like a, a, an excellent show. Like we've got everything figured out, all of the kinks, and it's just. I don't want to toot my own horn here, so I'll allow Young to tell you how good the show will be. It'll be very good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I feel like he sets you up with this all the time. And uh, before today's show, I, I want you two to know, I went back and listened to our conversation that we had in, in, in the hotel when I interviewed yeah, you guys. No usable material. What? What, Yam? No usable material. Um, no, it was, <laughs> that's not an accurate description, but I initially had sat down talking to the both of you at the same time, and as that clearly got very away from me very fast, I realized I'd have to sit down with each of you individually. So while we did continue talking to, you know, as a group, I then was like, all right, I'm going to have to talk to each of you one-on-one because this is just, 
it's like it's like or sets it up and then yam hits it and then or yam sets it up and then or hits it and i was like oh my goodness gracious like but i think that this um this dynamic that the two of you have um i think you know some of our listeners might might be wondering kind of how did this come about and it it's not that you two you know you didn't grow up in the the same area you didn't go to the school together from early grades uh why don't you guys tell us kind of how and when you met yeah okay so it's such a fun story we so i finished uh finished my service in the army a few years ago i'm now almost 26 it was when i was 21 so i finished my service in the army and by that by that point i was already a rapper and a beginner producer i went learning in Pluto Studios, which are like very highly regarded uh, music sound uh, school. I, w- I went to learn there, like the, the subject of sound engineering and mixing and all of that stuff. And when I finished that, when I finished these two years, I just, I did something interesting. Like I wanted to release like a small beat tape just for free. So anyone who wants can just rap on it, like, you know, on my weird beats. But by that point, I was only doing like crazy weird grime music. And I sent it in like a WhatsApp group that apparently someone who was in my battalion in the army, he he knew that I'm a rapper. So he like, he opened this group with many, many people he knew who liked rap. And I sent it over there. And the only person who replied to that message with a verse, with a rap verse is Georgie. Moi. Oh, yeah. so much love. So that the guy the brave one. The the guy <laughs> on Young's Battalion is actually like a good friend of mine, like from home. And he added me to this group and Yam sent that beat and I was like just, you know, testing my way in like <clears throat> being a rapper. Uh I was too just like released from the army. And I heard those beats and I've never heard like the UK grime type of beats before. This was like very new to me and very like interesting. So this is like the first time I've got to like write a verse on uh, such an interesting beat. So I texted Yam and that was like three years ago and we we have been working together since. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Um, I know that like, you know, yeah, I just want to go back to the, the, the school that you spoke of. Could you mention the name again? Because I just want our listeners to be able to hear it clearly. Yes. It's called Pluto Studios. It's actually not, not a school. They have a very big school segment, but it's like, it's not a school. It's just a very high end, uh, you know, recording. Yeah, yeah. So, like major artists of Israel record all the time, and it's it's now a very popular school too. Right. So I I I guess this would be a good time to say, anyone who's listening from studios, feel free to contact me because I would love to have you on Talk Israel, uh, and and help bring some of what they are. See, and help bring some of that because I think again, you know, obviously there was something pretty significant that you took from your time there that's allowed you to be who you are right now. So 
big shout out to them. Also, if you guys want to shout them out and, you know, call a couple guys over there, guys and girls, I don't, you know, I'm not, not, not discriminating over here. Um, you know, I think what's interesting is this story, Yam, and, and I'm sorry that not everyone responded to your, your text message, but everything happens for a reason. And I think that, you know, the beautiful thing is this is like an example of the community of Israel. And I, again, we've talked about this when we were together, but for our listeners, they hear me talk about this pretty often. I do think that there is something to the fact that Israel as is a country, while it's a very small country, it's very diverse and, you know, very populated, so you could really not know a lot of people. But the army brings you together in different ways than, you know, if you didn't have this service. And with mandatory service, everyone is yeah. serving. Everyone is having this experience, right? So it is so much – I see this so much more in Israel, collaboration, this accepting and this idea of community. And it's not like – oh, if this person succeeds, I won't succeed. It's, I want this person next to me to succeed, and then I'm also going to succeed. And I know that you guys, um, there's a bunch of other rappers who I sincerely hope and assume, even though we all know what that word spells out, are listening currently, and if they're not, you should be texting them to tell them they should be, uh, that you you guys really support each other. And I think that that's something very special. But I also see this in other forms of different industries, not just like in different genres of music, because there are other singers in Israel that I've sat down with of different genres. And I have to say, this is, this is one of the times where I'm constantly amazed and really it makes me, it, like it warms me inside that it's, it's a true like, supporting of someone who someone else might look at as your competitor and it's just not looked at that way. It's really a supportive community. Well, Israel is a small country and by like default that causes the fact that you are like, you can be somehow related, even not like in a family way, but you can know someone who knows someone or know someone that knows someone that knows someone with almost everybody here. Okay, this is a very small place. So yeah. everyone has like things in common and this really adds to the whole communal vibe. Yeah. yeah also, I got to say though, like I'm competitive with everyone, like uh, with my best friends too. Right, but it's not like you want to, you're not trying to win so that they lose. It's, it makes you better. So I think, you know, I just have to say. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. So, so I, I'm going to put this out there again to our listeners and any friends of yours, guys, you can let them know that they can feel free to message me directly, you know, through Instagram or, uh, you know, or Facebook. If they have comments they want to share, if they don't want to call in, because sometimes it's hard to have callers when, you know, people are all over the world. But one of my friends in Israel actually just sent me a message. So, um, Toda to you, and thank you. He said, you know, it's a, it's a form of solidarity. You know, yeah, and I said, definitely. perfect. And I, I love when my non, you know, native English-speaking friends can find better vocabulary than I can. <laughs> it's okay. I, You know what? I'm okay with it. 
because again, that's kind of, it's a way of supporting each other. So um, thank you to that person. I'm not sure if they're okay with me saying their name on air. Some of uh, the people that listen don't like to be on air, so I will respect their privacy, but um, tell them thank you. Because I think that's, that's a perfect way to describe um, what, what's going on. And I, I do think that there's also um, the dedication that all of you have, whether you're working day jobs or doing other things, but to continue to support and, you know, each other and chase your dreams and, and have something that you're passionate about and follow through with it, I think, oh, yeah. again, goes to the mentality of Israelis. Part of it is solidarity as a nation. Part of it is that I think the IDF is the best thing that ever happened. Mandatory service is the best thing that ever happened to Israel. I mean, I think it goes without saying, I know it goes, I know, right, in Hebrew, for my non-Hebrew speakers, it goes without saying, the IDF is the best, Army, Navy, Air Force, everything, you know, in the world. It's the best armed services in the world. There's, there's no, there's no, like, discussion, end of story. Zeu. That's what it says. <laughs> right? I think it's very good at most things, but it does have its problems, you know? Oh, everything, yeah. listen, everything uh, it, it has its good, problems. It is, good at like, it is good at, like, exposing you to people who are not, like, from your neighborhood yeah, or city really nice. and connecting you with people from other places. It, it does also do a pretty good job at maturing you because you enlist when you're 18, you're sure. done when you're 21, and along those years, you are, like... Like you, you are speeding through adulthood in a further rate than you would if you wouldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, listen, and listen. it does expose you to, to other people. Yeah. It does have, have it sound great, like you said. I but, mean, listen. Uh, you know, what there's nothing in this world that's perfect, right? But the the fact that there's mandatory service, it automatically, you know, it's a sense of ownership, right? Like. Sometimes people are so disconnected to things and you don't even know why you may have the freedoms that you do or whatever it is. And Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. So the fact that you guys have this freedom, the fact that men and women are both expected to serve, women only have to serve, you know, two versus the three of men, aval, but my favorite word is aval. It is something, it's the best word ever. Uh, It's something that does... Yeah. <laughs> it does it does kind of set the stage, right? It sets the tone in life. So I think that that's yeah. a great it's a great thing. Um can you guys tell me a little bit more about the upcoming concert like uh what kind of music can we expect to hear? Is it a lot of collaboration duets? Is it uh you know, you guys are switching on and off the stage? Tell tell us about it. Well, uh, in the upcoming show, we do have, uh, obviously, some of our collabs. Uh, some of them are already out. We'll have uh, solo songs from each of our albums. And we're also going to have new songs that are unreleased from our uh, upcoming albums, both of our albums. We're each working on, like, our own uh, new solo album. Okay. And uh, we're also going to have, like, sneak peeks to songs that are yet to be released. Yeah. Oh, is this the first time that, like, on radio, you guys are putting this out there that the there's going to be new material um, performed at the concert? Oh yeah. Yes, yes. 
Oh, well, listen, talk Israel listeners, you heard it here first. First, first. Exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah, where's my little, like, beat there, Yam? You got to give me your signature. Um... <laughs> uh, now, I know that, like, <laughs> well, I'm very excited about that because, um, you know, Georgie, you were on before, and so there was some some, you know, listening to some of the stuff from Momentum, your last album, and we do and will play that song that you have with Yam again today, but the fact that you guys are both launching some new stuff from upcoming albums or singles is very exciting to hear. Um, you know, again, we alluded to this a second ago about, like, the diversity of everyone, but, um, you know, we, we talk about this. People don't always know how diverse Israel really is. Now, I know that each of you grew up in different places, but there are different kind of um, areas. So could you guys explain a little bit about that? Because, you know, even different lifestyles or the way things are, different um, areas of Israel, I mean, you could go from the north to the south. Yeah, you could do it in a day. Like, it's it's not like you're going to sit in a lot of traffic, but you're going to see so many different ways of living. And even like the stereotypical old school idea of like a kibbutz is no longer the way it is. It's changed also. So I don't know which one of you would like to go first to talk about kind of where you grew up and if you feel that that's kind of... I'll, 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 I'll let you start, yeah. yeah the music. So I was born in a kibbutz. It's where I live till today. It's called Kibbutz Yaku. And kibbutz, as you probably have already told on our show, is like a village. It used to be very like a socialist but it's not really anymore in most places. However, it does still have that feeling of like everybody knows everyone and it's like it's like a, a dining room for the kibbutz. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a very community. There's, there's this sense of, this heightened sense of community. So I, my dad was raised in like, in this kibbutz, but it was, you know, like the original kibbutz. Uh, which so I not, your dad, your I, I, dad I has been there from like the beginning, like the, so he remembers. He can explain like the way it was, and you're saying like yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And, and I, I must say, I'm not embarrassed to say that was basically like a cult. It, I'm serious. It's like um, it I, I think that's a little extreme, Yam, but okay. What? I think that's a little extreme, but okay. No, it was not, it was know. more like so, it was a it's a it was like more of the idea of communistic like sharing. Cult is a little no, you, you think that because you, you think that because you never lived there. So my dad <laughs> was raised. I'm, I'm serious. You, you you will be interested in this. My dad was raised in an original kibbutz, which was the, every kid, all the kids live together and they barely see their parents. That's why I'm saying it was like a cult, because they barely saw their parents. Kids need that stuff. But it was very ideological, how it used to be. And there was a lot of, there was many beautiful things about it. I'm not trying to paint like this very dark picture, but it also, it, it's important to not overly romanticize this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry I'm getting into like this territory, but it was very fucked up. This is what okay. they changed it. Okay, we're going to watch how we talk on the air, though, because I don't want us to get cited. So um, bleeped up or effed up is, 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 is allowed, but not the whole word. But, yes, so that's okay because this is the beautiful thing, Yam, 
Israel is a democracy. You can say these things, right? You can disagree with how things were. You can disagree with how things are. So we are on CRS radio where we are, it is called the knowledge network for a reason. We are trying to bring knowledge. So I just want to just say to the listeners, you are bringing some knowledge with, with, a, with a tint of opinionation, which is okay. It's okay to be opinionated, it's, we, and we don't all have to agree, and that's the beautiful thing about society. But you are kind of giving the overview, and, and I'm good with the fact that you're like, look, there was a lot of beautiful things, and there was a lot of messed up things. Um, but yeah. is this the same, is this the exact same kibbutz like, uh, area that you are living now, or did your dad, is this, this yeah. oh, Okay. So So tell me more about, like you said, the dining room is still a thing. Can you explain yeah, to so, people kind of how that is? Now, again, I think one of the things that um, I want to make sure our listeners know is this idea of, you know, this a kibbutz, a community, a village. It was kind of like self-sustained. People all had responsibilities, shared responsibilities to keep the kibbutz running, right? You can't just, everyone doesn't just go off and do a random job and come back. Like on some of the kibbutz, kibbutz like there's, uh, they might be like farming or you might be doing uh, what, whatever it is. So it's the shared responsibilities of keeping your community sustainable is a is a is a piece of like it's a part of your life it's a it's a job but a part of your life so i want to make sure our listeners understand that so you you talked about the dining hall still kind of existing what the the quote good part so could you talk to us a little bit about that and and how does that continue running yeah so that's an example of a good thing that like remained but also evolved so the dining room is basically it's just like a main building that they have uh lunch they have, they always have like a lunch there and lunch hour. You can go there and you can eat your lunch. It used to be free for the people who live in the kibbutz because it was paid by the kibbutz, which means by everyone. Mm-hmm. But now the way that it works is like it's kind of cheap. Like it, it, it's basically a very, a very good like a price for a price for the, you know, you know, like a normal lunch. It's like yeah. actual food. It's not fast food. Yeah. So you just eat in in your lunchtime, and the way that it works now is like now that the kibbutz is no longer like a, a closed up commune, it's many kibbutz, many places like like my kibbutz, they have a lot of like uh, a lot of companies that rent offices next mm. to the kibbutz, and these companies have like deals with the kibbutz so that the employees get to eat in the dining room and stuff like that. Great. I'm not gonna bore you too much with the, you know, the procedures, but this is basically how it works today. It's like bureaucracy, it, yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's like a modern, it's like a modern, more sensible version of the how the things used to be. Sure, and and part of the thing is because a lot of people are not solely working on the kibbutz. People are working outside of the kibbutz, but still living. Yeah, there because most people work outside. Correct. So in order for the the dining hall to, to be able to sustain, yes, it, you have to kind of be able to uh, have other ways of making everything, you know, stay, right? So that makes total sense to me. Um, so do you often, uh, do you like to eat in the dining room? 
Yeah, I love it. We actually, me and Georgie, we're working on his album, and we have a, we have a session scheduled every Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's on the regular. So every Sunday, we begin the session by eating in the dining hall, and then we come here and work. It's a super chill routine. Yes, honestly, the best. Well, also, you're getting, like, a nice meal, and you are, yeah. it's because you don't want to work on an empty stomach. Um, now, I know that because I have a dear friend that's also, you know, reminding me of, of, of good things to point out to some of our listeners that may not know, that this idea of, like, the dining room, like a central uh, place to to gather, right, um, could also be used for other reasons. and Sometimes it's to hold religious services or other events. Is that still kind of being used for that same purpose on your on your kibbutz today? Yeah, we do it. We do it for like uh, holiday ceremonies. But my kibbutz, most kibbutzes in this area of Israel are very very secular. Mm-hmm. Like they're not religious at all. So there's like it's not for religious stuff. It's just for like uh, holidays and ceremonies. Right. So I want to just make sure that our listeners understand that. So. When when Yam says something like it's very secular, so the thing about another beautiful thing about Israel and it's something that also when you guys are in the army you have exposure to people that were brought up at different religious levels. Now your kibbutz is located in what would be considered central Israel, um, yeah. but secular is people who are you know more like mainstream. It's not aligned with like um, it's not that they're not Jewish. It's just you live more of like a you know a, a lifestyle of like more of a global world lifestyle where um, it's not as focused on the rituals of Judaism. No, it's not at all focused on the... Correct. On the Almost no one here believes in God. It, it, we're still Jews. We're just not like Jewish religion. Right, right. So there's different ways of... What I'm trying to say is there's different ways of, observe, of observing, but the word secular, when people describe someone or a, or a situation as more of a secular situation... It's not yeah. someone who's deeply religious. That's that's all I just want the listeners to understand. And yes, there there's so many different ways that people, um, you know, observe or feel or whatever it is about, um, you know, Israel is the Jewish state. It exists because you know there needs to be a Jewish state. But it's not the only religion practice. You have the freedom to practice whatever religion you'd like in Israel because Israel is a democracy, unlike its neighbors that are hell-bent on its destruction. Um, yeah. Something important to me to mention, Israel is the Jewish state because it's the state for the Jewish people. It's not about religion. It's about a, a people. It's yes. about a nation. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Correct. Correct. So, um, now, I, I really appreciate you talking about, like, the kibbutz lifestyle, because um, when I first visited Israel as a teenager, I wish I remember which uh, kibbutzes they brought us to. I do remember we went to the kibbutz where they make shoko, the chocolate milk. Um, yeah, and learning the very hard way that maybe one should not drink that amount of chocolate milk when um, it's really, really hot out. And yeah. <laughs> they have that, they have that unlimited uh, chocolate milk uh, tab in your Tvata. You can drink as much chocolate milk as you want. And I think I know that this is a bad idea. <laughs> like, if you're talking about digesting and stuff like well, that. Well, listen, do, do teenagers generally make the most 
uh, decisions? No. Well, no, no, <laughs> but yeah, I guess I guess this is actually a lesson that's very important to learn. Yeah. Uh, this is eating too much chocolate milk. It has horrible, uh, horrible ramifications. Yes, I. <laughs> I agree. So, look, we are here on Talk Israel, part of the CRS radio network, which is the Knowledge Network. So I believe we just dropped some knowledge on everyone. Okay. Well, now that we all know not to drink a ton of chocolate milk and we understand more about the kibbutz lifestyle, uh, more or less, uh, or you did not grow up on a kibbutz. No, I did not. But you Uh, are also from the same region in Israel, the central... Uh, generally speaking, yeah, I'm yeah. from Petah Tikva. This is a city uh, close to Tel Aviv. Most people know Tel Aviv. Uh, it's a city pretty close to Tel Aviv, and it's it's a city. There's not much to say about it, you know. It's not, <laughs> oh, no, there is, there is a lot to say about this specific city, but not for a radio show, definitely not for a PG one. But uh, let me tell you that. the the Growing up in a city, it's pretty much what you would expect and you're from New York so I don't need to explain much New York obviously New York is bigger and uh, more developed I guess with our subway and stuff but uh, what yeah and 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 a bit more liberal yeah that's more liberal but uh, but growing up in the city it's uh, pretty I guess it's pretty standard most people grow in cities in yeah, like the, the biggest populations are in cities we have like um, many of them I guess so going up in the cities uh, you know it's uh, standard in my opinion but you know it's standard to me because uh, I grew up in uh, a city right and I think you you could probably pick any country anywhere in the world Do you want me to talk about how it's like to live in a building it's a show from New York man I mean (laughs) We need to drop knowledge, not to state the audience. Also need to feel, they also need to feel like they can identify with us. They can feel identified with the fucking... With the keyboard stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, most of the people... Yeah, well... I'm sorry, wait, hold on. Excuse me, gentlemen. Gentlemen, unless one of you has learned to throw their voice and sound like a lovely young lady, I believe I hear another voice. Uh, who is that sharing some additional knowledge? Yeah, that's Yael, that's Yam's girlfriend, and a, a very uh, old friend of mine. Is that how you say it? Yeah, a very old friend of mine. She's here, too. And, uh, long, yeah, long time, time friend. friend. Yes, yes. Or we got to work on, on how we on refer. Yeah. A long time friend of yours. On too, yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, Yael, thank you, because, you know, I may, I please stay close to them, because these boys might need to be reined in from time to time. Um, excuse me, Mr. Orjorji, I, I was told to tell you the only good thing about Petatikva is that it's close to Tel Aviv. <laughs> I was told to tell oh, you that. Oh, yeah, Petatikva is very <laughs> close to Tel Aviv. It's like one bus ride away. Yeah, that's also the bad thing about Tel Aviv. It's close to Petatikva. Ah, <laughs> uh, you, come on. Yes, but listen, Or came from Petatikva and Yael came from Petatikva, so it couldn't be that bad. Yeah, all the good people are escaping the city. Yeah, uh, okay, all I right, see, you I two. See, see. Listen, but yeah, the mayor of Petah hey, hey, is welcome so, to come to talk so, Israel anytime. 
It's close to Tel Aviv, meaning there's a lot of traffic. And uh, you know, Israel... Let me tell you one thing. The one thing I love about Petah Tikva, and this is, this is not a joke, like, it's the only city where the people themselves also hate it. Like, they don't have, they don't have any, like, contribute to the jokes, you know? Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, it's like a consensus. And it's, yeah. it, it's not that bad, honestly. It's really not that bad. Okay, but listen. it is fun to make fun. Like, okay, the there, we all make fun of where we're from. We all make fun of like what what's a part of us. But in all seriousness, when I'm there, I would like for you gentlemen to take me to Pesachikva because I've not been. And I really feel like I need to see it. So I will well, be able... The air, the air is a bit grayer, not in like uh, a pollution okay. way, but in a general vibe. Emotional. Yeah, in an emotional way. Yeah, okay. I'm kidding. You're going to have fun for like 10 minutes and then you're going to go back to Tel Aviv, I guess. Okay, so I I will, for the sake of investigation, for all of my listeners on Talk Israel here the on science, Sierra knowledge, in the Knowledge Network. Yeah. Yes, we are the Knowledge Network, so we're going to investigate Petatikva while I'm there. I mean, I'm going That's to be there for a significant amount of time, so I'm pretty sure... We'll be able uncharted territory. Uncharted territory. It'll be an exclusive, yet another exclusive of Talk Israel. Yeah, bring your GoPro and David Attenborough. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to something really serious though. Where? Okay, yeah. Aside from the show, because that's an important piece on July twentieth. Um, you guys did not yet mention kind of where that is and the exact time. So yeah. can we can we do so that in case there's people listening yeah. in Israel that yeah. are interested yeah. to go that don't already know because they may okay. not follow you on social media yet? Yes. We're gonna la- la- lightning round. I-, I have the questions, you give the answer. Ready? Okay. Okay. Where? Okay. Where is that? That's in Tel Aviv, in the, in the harbor. Okay. When? In the 20th of July. What Matai. time? Matai. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Who's going? Who's gonna be there? Me, you, and Yeri Ringer, and hopefully everyone who listens right now. Yeah, and some special guests that will not be mentioned. This is a surprise. Yes. Yes. Uh, 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 what should people expect coming there? Bombs. Bombs. Musical bombs. Yeah, not in the like, not real bombs. Yeah, not in the way you, some of you. Yeah, El, help me, yeah, El. <laughs> because you went a little too quickly. Let's say the name of the location one more time. It's July 20th at 8 p.m., but where is this going to be? Yes, no joke. In Tel Aviv, there's a place called Bet Beit Hayotel. That's B-E-I-T, 
H A Y O T Z Z E R. Okay. They can find they can find the the uh, advertising flyer on both of your Instagrams and on mine. So if they Not have, only that, they can purchase they can purchase a ticket if they scan the flyer. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So tickets have are on sale ahead of time. Yeah, they're on sale now. They're, they're cheaper price than they will be on the day of the show. Yeah. Well, then why not just guarantee yourself a spot and buy the tickets now? So okay. if if no, they're looking for the flyer, you guys can go on Instagram and either look um, either or or yam up. So that's O-R underscore G-O-R-G-I or Y-A-M underscore A-M-I-T-A-Y, or, of course, my Instagram, which is Anya, A-N-Y-A, underscore think, T-H-I-N-K, underscore differently, D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T-L-Y. So if they have forgotten, they can do that, or they can go ahead and click the any of the links that are posted in the link for today's program. So if someone is listening through the internet link they can on the link in the description part below the pictures that are scrolling of you two you will see the poster and the information there so that is the upcoming concert um and of course i will be there and obviously you're talking about the special guest being me clearly yeah Clearly, Clearly, we all have all the red carpet and everything. Wait, and you, Sean. Oh, you're going to drop a freestyle over now? Drop some fire bursts. Yeah, the Ivrit. The Ivrit. Uh-huh. Sure. Like yeah. Hebrew, New York style rap. New York. Yeah, baby. New York. All the way. All the time. I'm going to bring my water and I'm going to talk all about it. How's that? Is that good? Um, (laughs) You know, when I, um, when I, I've been told when I get agitated, the New York comes right out. There's like all of a sudden this like overt, uh, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, because my father's from the Bronx, but there's this like overt. I think uh, the word you're looking for is road rage. (laughs) <laughs> um, or I hope you're not I hope you're not <laughs> I hope you're not informing people of how I may or may not behave when behind the wheel I, I know you uh, I do not know what you're saying and I have no idea you do not at all sound like a, a scary vibe as a woman that must kill us while she's driving no not at all <laughs> gosh it's a good thing I like you too uh, oh yeah <laughs> Because I don't love the just, commentary. Just wait until you come to Israel and experience our traffic. Just yeah, I, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous about driving there. I'm a little nervous about it. Um, you should be. Oh, great. <laughs> well, maybe I'll just task you with chauffeuring me around then, sir. Okay, so let's get to, like, something serious. Serious. Where are we going to eat? Where are you guys going to take me to eat? We talked about this in December, and it's getting, it's getting to be what's the time. Good, what's good to eat in Israel? Uh, it really depends on what's the vibe you're trying to get. Do you want to be, do you want like, uh, first of all, 
food in Israel is the best. I know that. That's why we're talking about it. Listen, would Or say grab your plate of shakshuka and listen up if it wasn't the best? By the way, my shakshuka is so on point now, guys. I'm going to have to make it for you when I'm there. And we are going to, to like, this is going to be like a culinary tour, okay? It, yeah. There, there's like, there are excellent places for shakshuka. Yeah, but like shakshuka is basic. Yeah. Hummus in Israel is the bomb, okay? If I take you. No, no, no. Not real bomb. Never real bomb. Diffuse. Thank you, Yael. Thank you, Yael. Oh my God! What would we do it's without your else? There is like great hummus in like Farkasem or Jerusalem. Uh, there is like crazy hummus. Okay, this is like damn. Okay, <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I am getting hyped up here yeah. talking about the hummus. This yeah, is how good the hummus. Is. There's also there's two types of hummus in Israel. There's Jewish hummus and Arab hummus. They are different and they're both tasty in their own way. Damn! I love Arab hummus. It's so tasty, so good. Hell yeah! <laughs> Getting hyped up with the hummus right now. All right, so part of what we will do is a hummus tour, which is cool. And, um, but we did talk about this a little bit, and it's funny, Yam, it's it's almost as if you literally recycled what you said in December about hummus, which is pretty funny. So I I can tell that a hundred, I can tell a hundred percent, you really truly feel this way. And like, you are very serious about this because I, I wish I could play this for everyone. You word for word talked about it the same way you did. <laughs> it's actually a good highlight to like gather of all the interviews. Okay, so I've also I've also been told by my friend who I still don't know if I'm able to say his name on the air, that in um Ak- is it Accra? It's up in the north, is supposed to be the uh, best. The hummus up there uh, I think that's like a tourist stuff. I don't, I don't know. He's a local, so I'm, I'm asking. Uh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Hummus is like a bubble, a bubble shop, okay? Everyone <laughs> thinks they know the best one. Everyone thinks they know the best one, and they will die defending the reputation of their hummus place, okay? Oh, and Akko. Okay. All right, listen. I have an amazing idea now. Let's let's patent this. We're gonna put it out on the air, like, because this is our idea. We're gonna open up a barber shop that serves hummus. Whoa! I don't know to do a barber shop that serves hummus. How you? How would you call such a place? I don't know. It's what? a place, but the problem is people would never leave. Hummus para. Hummus <laughs> Okay, so we're going on a hummus tour. So any of my listeners that are in Israel, please, um, please feel free to message me in any way, shape, or form if there is a place that you feel that, and again, selflessly, selflessly I will give in and eat at all of these places because, I mean, haha, look, I'm doing it for every, all my listeners, really. It's very selfless of me, so... I will do that. Um, what else are we going to eat? Well, Israel has, like, a large uh, variety of, like, foods and restaurants. There are great, 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 like, uh, fancy restaurants here that have, like, many types of food. Like uh, pescado? Well, listen, you want to talk fancy, 
Let's talk about Pescado in Ashdod. Best Pescado in Ashdod. Best meal I've ever had in my life there. Well, well. Pescado in Ashdod. It was the, depending on what's your budget, there are restaurants in Israel that will absolutely blow your mind. We yeah. know our food. But there's also like, no, the, the, the street food, it's also like great. Agreed. If you have shawarma in Israel, I promise you, I've had shawarma in other places in the world. Dude, the shawarma in Israel is so good. Okay, so we, listen. We have a saying in Hebrew, it, it doesn't see them from a meter, meaning it's so good, it doesn't even see you, you know? It's <laughs> next level. You have to eat the shawarma while you're here. Okay, so speaking of next level and speaking of, like, fueling our bodies because we're make every, making everyone hungry, I feel this is the perfect, perfect time to talk about the song that if I were to translate it into English, I would call the title Fuel and Go. So oh, yeah. I think that all of our listeners should message us with, like, their favorite meal that they're going to want to have after they hear this song. I want to put the song on, and then you guys can uh, give an overview after. All right? So we're going to take, take this on now. Here we go. אני ברקסון ריכוז, עצרתי לתדלק ולזוז. אז סיימת לדבר כבר? יופי. 
אל תטרח לענות. כי אני עובד על לבנות קריירה, אבל היי, לפחות אני מנסה לבנות. את הפרויקט תמ"א בונה על מה שכבר בנוי והמסלול של החיים שלך ממש צפוי. תן לי עשרים אנשים נורמטיביים, אני אוותר עליהם בשביל אחד פחות שפוי. זה הזמן, אז לאן מכאן? יאללה, בלאגן. גם ככה אני לא נרדם, על אוטומט, כי בנימת, על ביט ומלל אני שט, רוצים מילים עד שהמיקרופון מוציא עשן. לעצור זה אוברייטה, תן לי רגע, תן לי שקט, ותראה איך שהשיט הזה יוצא טבעי. האלתור שלי יותר חזק ממה שהם כותבים, אז בוא תגיד לי. יש להם סיכוי מולי? זה לא משחק של יכולות, זה הימורים ומזל, יש מוכרים לא מרשימים בכלל. אבל יש לי מקום ריק בין הכוכבים, נשמה, בגלל זה קוראים לזה חלל, אז תישאר אומלל, ותמשיך להאמין שאתה לא מתאים, אבל אני התחלתי לשחק. אני לא מפסיק I don't know guys, that was pretty cool. I, I feel like I'm not already on a whole new bunch of things. I feel like that might be a good song to also like when I'm doing my beach run, you know, because I'm getting ready to eat all this food in Israel or to work off all the food that I'm eating in Israel, uh, including, um, including the... Uh, some of the amazing desserts, which, you know, clearly goes without saying. Uh, but could you give us perhaps like a brief, um, also like knafa, I know we can talk about that also, but that's like one of those very yummy desserts. Um, could you guys give us like a brief overview of that song? Uh, so uh, Fuel Up is a song for my album uh, Momentum that came out last year. Uh, last year. The song is... Produced. Yeah, the song is produced by and featuring Yamamitai, who you might know. He, he was on Talk Israel lately, uh, meaning today. Anyway, the song... Meaning Akshav? Yeah, yeah. Akshav, Miyad. Uh, Yamamitai is, uh, no, this song, Yamamitai produced it, and uh, five other songs in my album. This is the second song. It talks about uh, motivation and keep going in your lane, in a way, like tuning out uh, background noises and outside interference and just focusing on what you want to achieve. And it really relies on the metaphor of, of fueling up. Like, if you actually catch me, it's not because I'm stopping. It's because I, I just stopped to fuel up, and then I'm, I'm, I'm keeping, I, I keep going, you know? So this the entire metaphor, it means to show that you never truly stop if you have the right motivation, you know? And if you believe in the way that you're doing, you will keep going and... You never truly stop. And if someone thinks you're stopping, it's only because you're fueling up. And Yamamitai mm. produced the song, also dro- dropped a great verse, the second verse is Yam. And uh, not much else to say. It's a good song yeah. from a good album, and you should go listen to it. <laughs> so, Just another shameless plug. <laughs> and again, they could find you Uh, this music on YouTube, Georgie Official, um, because YouTube, if someone... Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, wherever you want to find it, it's there. Okay, there we go. So I know that um, what we forgot to remind our listeners is that it is actually incredibly late in Israel. And yeah, you guys, 11-10. I know, I know. You guys are seven hours ahead of the East Coast. So you guys are kind enough to stay up to 
um, speak with us. And I know that obviously you guys, one, do need to go to sleep soon. Um, but we will continue talking about a few other things. But before, and I know that, or you're going to hop off and we're going to have a few minutes with Yam and then Yam will hop off and then um, we will, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, then we will talk about some upcoming things for the uh, the trip that I am there. And again, I met you guys through the project, Do You See What I See, my documentary film about Israel. Um, and after meeting you two, I thought, my gosh, I definitely need to spend time with them because they're cracking me up left and right. Uh, because this is part of the diversity of Israel. This is part of the culture of Israel. Um, you guys are an, are an amazing representation of all of this. So I want to also be able to add um, a, a live song from each of you. And um, or the one that we are going to play can you give us a brief, um, yeah. like, explanation type of it, and then um, we'll play it, and then uh, we'll continue talking to Yam. And okay. then we're going to so play one of Yam's we, independent. Uh, the song we're about to hear is called Keep Smiling, uh, It's a song, it's a, it's a more serious tone of song. It talks about how uh, me specifically and us as people, uh, we feel the need to put on a facade of like happiness, even though inside it's not necessarily the, the, the situation. And even though you're stressed and even though you're depressed and even though you're going through things, you still have this need, this compelling need to externalize that everything is good. To like put on a show that you'll find that you're happy that you're good and that like business as usual even though that's not necessarily the case yeah. and the song really dives into that notion of like feeling bad yet also feeling like you have to not share it with anyone and not right. show it you outside. have a facade a facade on like this this face that you've almost yeah. painted on, which I'm assuming is part of the reason the video, which while I have some strong feelings about clowns and I don't like clowns because they wig me out because it, for this reason, you, I feel like I don't know what's going on under all that makeup, which is exactly why you chose to paint your face like a clown to show that like, hey, this is what I'm showing the world, but um, you don't really know what's going on. And I know that there's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of interesting things. So I urge people to not only listen to this, but to actually go to your YouTube channel um, so that they can see the video to this. Yeah, the, the, the song has a video on YouTube, and it's called Keep Smiling in Hebrew. And it, ha it has this loop that we shot of me, like, uh, in a clown costume and makeup. Yeah. And it has, like, this loop is symbolic because... This is a loop that I felt myself in. Yeah. And this, we, we really try to uh, show that this is an issue. And the song really explores this, not in a depressing way, but also not shying away from like the depth of this reality. Subject. Because right. I do feel like it's pretty relatable. 
Yeah, a lot listen. of people I know, yeah, I and, like this. Yeah, everyone goes through a period in their life, like, no one's 100% like everything is great all the time. That's, then they're in denial or they're showing you what they want to show you. And people talk about how social media people put up only what they want you to see, right? So this is, like, your way of saying, like, hey, we all go through this, like, let's just own it. So I do appreciate, um, or that while you are a fantastically funny and scheming um, gentleman, please, you uh, please do go on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I have to stop. I don't. I want your head to be able to fit through the door. But I do appreciate that in some of your songs, and I think people will find a lot of diversity on your YouTube channel, on both Momentum. I mean, we talked about this last time you were on. One side is all about, like, the things you want to accomplish, and the other side, which you worked with uh, Ellie Bismuth, you know, my friend and how we met, about the things that actually can prevent you from, you know, getting to where you want to go in life and really owning the fact that this is reality. You're not sugarcoating it like, yeah, everyone just, you know, chases a dream. So. I do think that you, you know, again, while you are a, you know, a jovial fellow, you've been able to actually point out quite a lot of things um, about, you know, society and, and what's actually going on. So I want to, I'm sorry. Lying my best. <laughs> thank you. So I'm going to put this song on for them and I'm going to thank you. And then when we come back from this song, we're going to talk to Yam a little bit about, um, his independent song that I believe is a single, yes, Yam, that you have released recently? Yes. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and do that. So, Or anything else you want to tell them before I put it on? Uh, it's a good show. You should come to Israel. We have a good show on the 20th of July, and you're listening to the show on uh, the radio with <laughs> our host, Anya Farber, and now a plate of shakshuka, as they, as they, as they can say. Yes. So grab your plate of shakshuka and listen up to our song. And Or, thank you so much. I look forward to talking with you again. We will um, definitely touch base before the show. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. Um, I know that you are still with us and or did have to um, just kind of like yeah. head out. Um, I have to say that um, it, it's a little crazy to me uh, watching that video. And, and I did mention to him that like, um, again, I did say I, I don't love clowns. I really don't. They really kind of freak me out. But as hard as it is to watch that video because he's in all that clown makeup, I got to say, I love that there's just like a hand that comes and smushes all that makeup off his face. (laughs) I don't know who had the privilege of doing that, but. Yeah. I have a feeling though. It was very satisfying to whoever got to (laughs) to do that. I'm just saying. Um, So. You know, I know that we've been having a really good time and, and joking about a lot of things, and, and I mean, how not? It's awesome. But um, I do I do appreciate that, you know, there's, there's a lot that uh, you and 
Georgie and, you know, my friend Ellie and a lot of the other musicians that you guys, uh, you know, meet with every week for the BOLA and you have this community. I, I really do appreciate that you, you guys have this. And I think that there is yeah. really something to be said about it. And the fact that, you know, um, it is this, you know, this that you guys share together and um, of solidarity. And, and I, one of the things that I spoke about um I think both when Georgie was on, when Ellie was on, and when Shai Blanco came on, was the fact that I was able to watch all of you at your rehearsal from like an outside perspective. While I sing in the car, I sing in the shower, and I love music, music is an essential part of my life. I, I, I feel like music brings me up, can also calm me down, can bring me, like, I don't mean bring me down, but listen, there's sad music that you listen to when you got to cry it out too. But music is this essential piece and it's universal and you don't always have to understand all the words to, um, to be able to like get the intention, the vibe, the energy of the song. Now, but watching you guys interact with each other, and I don't know if you and I have had a chance. I don't think we – no, we did not speak about this because when I sat down with you two, it was before the rehearsal. Uh, but it was – it's really um, – I don't know the right words, Yam, to, to share with our listeners here on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. I mean, they're here on Talk Israel. They're learning about Israel, but they're also getting, you know, some general knowledge it was something very special to watch kind of like how excited you guys got watching each other and like feeding off each other's energy. And again, while you, you, you proclaim to be a very um, competitive person and I, I could see that, but it doesn't mean at someone else's expense, you know? And, and I, I think, you know, we'd also be remiss if we didn't talk about, um, the fact that on top of this, like, you know, solidarity you have, there's also this very odd bromance that you all have for Soma. And my favorite thing was that all of you were like, did you see Soma? He's so good looking. And I was like, I don't know who this dude is, but like, he better be like drop dead gorgeous, you know, because they're all bromance, like, you know, low key in love with him. And so I, I assume... I, I assume Soma knows that you guys are all talking about him this way. Um, I think he knows I'm sorry? I think he knows this. Okay, well, I mean, if he doesn't, he must be, like, living under a rock. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead and, like, say, all right, Soma, hopefully you, you know that there's all this love for you. Uh, but that, that definitely cracked me up. Um, and I... I remember kind of like, he's one of the people that jumped around the most. I called him like a little jumping bean because he was just all over the place. And um, it, but it's really nice to kind of see. And my favorite, my favorite thing was when you and or like were rehearsing. And then at one point he did his home run song. And if I, I, I think I have it on video. I do have it on video. It was a live that I actually saved. 
because listen, Yam, you're going to have to go to my Instagram page and look for that one because Orr's face was like the face of a five-year-old and you hear him going, this is the baseball song. It's the baseball song. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but I do have to say that like, I, I am a baseball person. I am, you know, it, it is the pastime of the United States. But I do love baseball. I really love a lot of what goes on in that song. So much so that I shared it with Team Israel Baseball, which, by the way, the youth uh, faction of Team Israel Baseball won a very, very big... Uh, it's a song that I put I, I know, but I'm just giving it some more props. They they won the uh, a tournament, and they're actually going to be coming to the United States to compete in this, like, worldwide. They won the European division, and, like, it's amazing. And I'm very, like, colloquial Team Israel youth programs and team Israel baseball all together because as you know uh, being a producer of home run song um, you know team Israel again will compete in the world classic uh, in 2026 but before that they are hosting in Tel Aviv the European classic in 2025 so I will be there I will definitely make sure I am there Um, we should we should make sure that they all score home runs so your next song, Jan, that is the newly yes. released song, can you uh, give us the, the, the title in, in an English version and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, for sure. So this song is called The Door Open, Haderet Mustahat. And this song is, uh, this is actually my first actual drill song. I used to do a lot of grind. This is the first drill banger can, can you... uh, for my next album. Can you explain to everyone a little bit? You said you used to do a lot of grime and now you're doing more drill. Can you kind of explain those uh, influences or, or types of rap uh, in case any of our listeners are unfamiliar? Again, and I don't mean to ask you to explain because I'm not, I'm not assuming people don't know, but in case people don't know, because I did not know all that much before I met you. So please, if you wouldn't mind. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do it quickly. Grime and drill are both genres of rap music that originated from the UK and the way to think about it is grime is basically the older and more uh, underground version of drill. Drill is like, drill exploded. It became very popular. It sounds, it's, it sounds like a, a fusion between grime music and trap. Okay. Um, so I used to do a lot of grime, but now I'm doing a lot, a lot of drill. This is the first drill song that I'm releasing. But still, I, I guess this is a big shout out to the UK in a way because you're still within two types of influence that are both coming from UK, correct? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, what I like. So the two things here. First of all, I really like that today in our Western world, Israel is not really much behind. So it used to be that if something like explodes in popularity. Mm. It explodes like 10 years later in Israel. But now it's like a year later or half a year. Mm. You know, it's, like, it's basically instant. Yeah. So it's just, it's the thing that's going on right now in the whole world. So it's going on in Israel. And it just turned out good for me because I started really get, getting into this UK flow of rap and, and you know, and the uh, type of beats. Yeah. I started getting into it a few years ago, and, and now it suddenly became hugely popular. Okay, that's really cool. Um, yeah. So, 
big shout out to UK. I'm glad they're influencing you. And I do think, again, that's part of the fact that everything going on right now is like, is so global and universal. And, um, and I do, and of course, this is a perfect way to highlight, um, yeah, I'm so thank you. I don't even know if you realize you did this, but you know, the influences within Israel, because Jews were so nomadic for so long, there are people who were like living all about, all, all about the world, like all over the world. And so they have brought those influences, not just in the food, which we all know is the most amazing, because I think like every type of food you could think of, Israel has, but it's got like the Israeli twist on it, like, you know, and then, so also the music has that similar, like, influence of, like, everywhere and people who have traveled around. And yet, you know, it's, like, its own version of. So um, if we were going to, like, um, summarize, if we were going to summarize the song, um, or I have to say, um, you, you did, you were kind enough to send over the music, obviously, so we have it so our listeners can hear it. But um, you, you sent over, and it's up on your YouTube page, so they can actually see yeah. this video. Um, but there was one particularly cool part of this uh, video, and there's like a, I believe it's like a bridge, right, in Natanya? Yeah. That you filmed in? So cool on the inside. You said, though, the inside and outside look so, so drastically different, but... Um, yeah, the outside, it took time to argue, actually. Okay, but at least it's beautiful inside because that's where you uh, were filming. So, you know, maybe it's one of those things where it's like you got to peel the layers, right? <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah, you know, the more I do, I've been doing this music thing for a lot of years now. And what what you learn in every, in every subject, in every area of expertise, the more you become an expert is that most of making things look or sound or be good mm. is actually about your skill and your ability to see the potential in them mm. and not necessarily about like how good the thing is initially. You know, there's like a photographer and a bad photographer and send them to a, you know, like a supermarket. <laughs> okay.
goes back to solidarity, which I really believe has something to do with mandatory service. Um, but I don't want to say too much more about this song because I think the song, like all the other stuff you guys have put out and what I can only anticipate happening at the concert on the 20th, is just some awesomeness. So again... Yes, I just want to say about yes. this song uh, very quickly. This song is called The Door Open. So the thing about this song is that like it, it tells the mindset that I am in right now. Ah. After, after like a journey of both professional music and life. Okay. So you, you start from the feeling of very, very feeling like alone and against the current. But the more you just go out there with your heart pounding hard enough so people can hear it, and when you're honest and authentic, the more so many doors start opening and so many people, you, you can see that they're just like you. And if they, even if they're not, they're like, okay, they're, they're not like assholes. And it's just like, it's, it's, uh, it's beyond music. It's beyond my, my career as a rapper. It's as yeah. a, a human. I, I used to be a kid with like very little, very few friends and like not popular, not, you know, I didn't have a lot of self-confidence self and mm-hmm. it's just the, the more I went out there with like my true self and, and, and being authentic with the world, the more the world started opening up. So this is what the song is about. Well, I, I think that again, I really appreciate you sharing that because here on Talk Israel, which we are hosted by CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network, I think it's important, you know, you're speaking about it, we're speaking about it, I try to speak about it all the time, like people, I think the best things happen when you are your authentic self. Um, I mean, how else would I have met you guys? How else would I have been able with Ellie to bring me through this journey? Because I am, in my own way, being my best and most authentic self by chasing this dream and trying to make the film of Do You See What I See? So I can bring the rest of the world what I see uh, of Israel, and that is the beautiful, creative, um, you know, uh, network of music and food and places and innovation and everything and solidarity that is Israel. And it is a magical place for a lot of reasons, religious reasons, um, societal reasons, um, while Israel has like the steepest of traditions, it's also a pioneer in a lot of like innovation. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's remarkable. And I still can't get over Yam how like when you drive down in the south in the desert, it's like desert, 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 whoa, palm tree farm. Desert, 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 holy crow, winery. And you're like, yeah. how is this possible? I don't have the answers, but this is, all I can say is, Innovation, Israeli innovation. So of Israeli innovation, I want to um, play your song. I want to thank you. I want to be able to allow you and Yael, if you're there and listening to me, thank you very much to Daraba because without Yael, I think we were, I might have lost you too long ago because you two can often get very, very, very silly. So Yael is like um, my, <laughs> my official teammate in Israel helping me try to rein you two in. Um, yeah, we're, what we're going to do uh, after your song, Yam, as I know that I want to allow you to sleep, and I'm just going to give everyone a, a quick overview of, like, the trip. So I want to thank you so much for joining me. 
officially here on Talk Israel on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. I am very, very, very excited to see you guys perform on the 20th. Uh, you know, and I, can I say this? Is this grammatically correct? So, Misbar um, Shavuot in a few weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, more, it's like more slang to say like, Od Kama Shavuot. Okay. Oh, right. More. Okay. Tama is like, a, okay. Yeah, a couple. All right. All right. But I tried. And the important thing is that I tried. So this is why when I'm in Israel and people speak to me in Hebrew and I answer them in my very childish Hebrew, they automatically say, oh, you need English? And I'm like, no, I don't need it. I don't want it. I need Lorosa. I want to speak Hebrew, but let's be honest, I probably should just get better. You know what? What I really need is to go back and spend more time with my uh, friend from last week, Noah, uh, from Sababa Hebrew, and she's an Otan teacher. I should just go to her class. I actually will be going to visit her class when I'm in Israel as well. She teaches Otan in Tel Aviv. Nice. I know. Super cool. All right, so, Yam, I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to put your song on for everyone to hear, and uh, yeah. then we're going we're gonna to over everything, and I'll see you in uh, – say it again in Hebrew for me. I'll see you again in – uh, we'll see you again in, uh, in a few weeks. Yes, the Rosh Okay, Yam, thank you so very much. And here's thank the you. door open for everyone here on Talk Israel. Thank you very much. Thank you, Yam. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. 
till about 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but we don't go the full two hours. As, you know, everything has to get loaded and everything, so we go during that time frame. But I will be still continuing to host the show, so no worries there. Um, but I will be in Israel filming for Do You See What I See, uh, the documentary-style film where I'm bringing everyone in Israel through my eyes. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Do you see what I see? Um, and I don't mean that in a way like, you know, when someone's like, do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? No. I'm saying, like, do you see what I see? I want everyone. I want everyone to see some of the things that we see. You know, while Jan alluded to this, that, yes, we live in a very global world, and we have social media, and the news is instant, and everything is like, I want it, I want it, I want it immediately, immediately, immediately. There are pitfalls to that. Some of that is that we don't, like, go through the time to fact check things. You can't always believe what you see or hear. This um, is not unbiased anymore. And um, unfortunately, especially if you're living in, like, the continental United States, you're not always getting world news in a realistic or, you know, fulfilling way. Let's, let's be honest. It's not like there's a single network out there that could really honestly say to me, no, Anya, you're being unfair about what we do. No, because they have to look themselves in the mirror and be honest about it. Like, we have in the United States people suing different networks for, you know, not saying the right thing or saying it the way they wanted it or saying it's what their viewers want them to hear. And so, look, Aval, this is the way it is. It's Kaha, that's just the way it is. That's our society at this point. So I want to take the time, right, because it does take time. And I want to show you, like, really what's going on. And I think the only way that we can better ourselves as people and better ourselves in this world is to better understand one another. Yam spoke about it. Or spoke about it. I speak about it almost every week when we talk about the time in the army. You're being put together with people, and anyone who has have chosen to serve in the United States Armed Services, first of all, if you are anyone listening in the United States and you are um, or have been uh, a member of the Armed Services, thank you, because you've made a choice. And you, you, you chose to serve your country, and you chose to make that sacrifice. So I thank you very much, and I have a lot of love and respect for you. So thank you. I do appreciate that you um, choose to put yourself in harm's way and serve and give me all the rights and privileges I have in the country of the United States to even have this show. Even though we are an international network and we are broadcasting internationally, I am grateful for the rights that I have in the United States to have this show. Much like the people of Israel have the rights to do the same thing, um, because they are a democracy. So I do think that it's important to highlight diversity in Israel and, and really kind of show you guys everything that is. And the only way to do that sometimes is to talk to people. Now, am I talking in this movie to some people who are very famous, very well-known, very well-established? Yes, of course. But am I also talking to people that you've maybe never heard of? Yes, of course. Because I want to bring you Hakol. I want to bring you all, all of the story. Because that is important. I am going to be, you know, meeting with people all over Israel. The north is very different from central Israel, which is very different from southern Israel. And, 
you'll you'll get different pockets of you know people who have returned to Israel or just because of their Jewish roots come to Israel to practice their religion in a safe way to be living in the Jewish state. There are you know people who return to again the land of their ancestors because that's what they felt they needed to do or whatever the case may be. The beautiful thing about it is that it is such a diverse and interesting um, population. And I think that we're always so quick to judge like in this day and age. And, and I'm not sure why we continue to point out our differences instead of focusing on the things that make us human guys, we all bleed the same blood. So that's not earth shattering. But instead of taking all this time and pointing out the differences, if we took just a, 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 a small amount of time and thought about the things that make us alike or things that we can relate to, whether or not the color of our skin matches, um, you know, would make for a much happier, happier society in the world. So one of the things that I do is I highlight all sorts of diversity amongst Israel. You know, I, I've highlighted Medjamiria Jewelry, which was started by uh, Orna and Isaac Levy of Evel Jewelry. And they did this to help the Ethiopian refugees of Israel. And, you know, the Medjamiria Company, which is also making jewelry with, you know, an homage to the heritage of the Ethiopian Jews, is, is like has shifted from being completely dependent, right, from their how they started to sustaining themselves. And they're getting closer and closer and closer to sustaining 100% through their sales. If you guys have never heard of them, please look for them on social media, Megemeria, M-E-G-E-M-E-R-I-A, jewelry, or just message me directly. Um, when I went to tour there, I was, absolutely um, thrilled to have met one of the nicest and most beautiful people inside and out. I've ever met Becky um, who shared with me, not only her own family's story of, of, you know, leaving Ethiopia to come to Israel, um, but, you know, showed me all around and, and really brought me into the history. And I, I was able to really understand so much more from that. And I am forever grateful to her and um, Orna and Isaac Levy, uh, both of Evel and Medjamiria, for their incredible hospitality and willingness to welcome me. I have brought you guys, you know, Lev HaOlam, uh, a, an organization company that ships directly from Israel to help fight the boycott. Um, and I have to tell you, my, my current favorite um, face cream, daily face cream, is uh, from a small developer like a small business um a small local business in israel that makes amazing skincare and you know israel is clearly known for a lot of things and in innovation and tech and pharma and everything but also like a lot of skincare stuff comes out of it a lot of people are well aware of ahava and i will be visiting ahava uh but there are a lot of other smaller places um, that are also doing this kind of wonderful work. And, you know, Lev HaOlam featured one of them, and I'm absolutely in love with um, this face cream. It not only feels amazing and light, it smells absolutely divine. And I'm just so happy with it. And it's like 
for all skin types, like if you have sensitive skin, it's not a problem. Amazing stuff. You know, I'm traveling in the south, in the north, in central Israel, trying to bring you lots of unique things. You know, we did historical sites, you know, the Wailing Wall, and I brought you guys some stuff from there. And, and anything that I can do to help show every aspect, because there is so much. We had Peter Kurz, the general manager of Team Israel Baseball. We talked about home run, you know, and, and all of that. And, and I want you guys to really be able to, you know, hear and feel and taste and smell all that is Israel. So I want to, as I always do, thank you guys very much. Oh, I would be super, I would be very upset with myself if I didn't mention this. And speaking of this, like, idea of community and um, this, like, genuine interest in knowing someone and, and learning about them and really, like, understanding, like, either what makes them, you know, who they are, how they got to where they are, or et cetera, et cetera. When I was looking at different um, new places to visit, and I will, again, very selflessly, <laughs> no, it's just also for selfish reasons, but to be talking to um, different spas and other, like, self-care places in Israel, I'm going to be visiting um, one of the salons, spas in Israel, and I spoke to the most amazing woman, and this is her place in Israel, and it's a spa, skincare, um, all over kind of beauty serenity, <laughs> wonderful place that I feel like I'm going to want to, like, stay in and never, ever leave. Um, and I was speaking to Victoria's owner, and also she was telling me about, you know, a friend of hers who also has uh, something she's open, and she herself is someone who came to Israel more recently and has lived a lot of places globally, and I really, really appreciate her. And I will be bringing you guys, um, like, an inside look from her place. And she's been kind enough to accommodate me uh, when I get there, because it's not the most, you know, amenable hours uh, when you fly. It's a ten-and-a-half-hour flight out from, you know, JFK to Tel Aviv Ben-Gurion Airport. Um but I'm really going to try to sleep on the plane this time because I, I'm very much looking forward to, you know, seeing her place in Tel Aviv. And so I want you guys to stay tuned, especially to my social media Instagram, which is Anya underscore think underscore differently, because I will be posting, um, you know, links to her place and everything that we're going to be doing there. So, you know, I think that today's episode could best be described as nothing other than a home run. And even though sometimes you got to play small ball, Peter Kurz and Team Israel, all of the baseball analogies are for you guys. And I think that the film is a lot of like small ball, which is put together, which I hope will be nothing less than a grand slam and, you know, get all of my teammates home indeed because that is important, but I think that, you know, our guest 
today kind of pretty much to sum it up scored a home run so while we usually bounce out with motherland bounce by nissan black i think we'll make a minor exception today and finish with a home run which was indeed produced by yam amitai one of my guests and was um, created and is performed by georgie our other guest today so I cannot believe I'm saying this. I'm beyond excited. For the last time, for a few weeks, this is coming to you from my New York-based studio. This is indeed Anya Farber, your host of Talk Israel on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. Next week, guys, we will be coming to you from Israel. So for the last time for a few weeks i will say from new york the east coast thank you all for listening i can't wait to see you guys again next week this is anya farber host of talk israel on crs radio network the knowledge network and we're going to hit a home run with georgie מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. קומרן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. הזדמנויות לא מגיעות פעמיים, בוא נוותר על השריקת פתיחה. אנשים כבר כותבים את הפרקים של הסיפור שלהם, אני עדיין מעצב כריכה. אני לא ממהר לקטלג את עצמי, שואף גבוה לפעמים אני הורג את עצמי, אבל תראה שיהיה ביום יפה עולם כזה שבו אני עולה על ביט ומענג את עצמי. מילים פסוט בכסף סופרסוני גם עם קילו ריטלין, אתה לא מרוכז כמוני, זה נראה לי פרואטי, הם אומנים בספגטי, כי לידי הם ברמה של ציורי מקרוני, אז מכאן אל הבנק בא עם טנק ומסור ענק, ולי ג'אנק פוד על הרב כי זה צ'יפ. דוחף להם פתקים כי אני קוטל אותם, אז תגיד לי אתה מיידית. קומרן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. קומרן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. הנה הרגע מגיע, תשים הביט ליציע. 12 רמות מעל מה שהכי טוב מציע. באים המלל הבועט, משאיר את המיקרופון לועט. אני מרים את העט, חודר להם לראש כמוכר לי. המתחילים להזיע זד, כאן נותן פאנט, שורף טעם, טעם מאיתכם, זה וול דאנט. יושב על המלל ומסובב את התמל שמסרב לקבל את זה שהוא מת כבר. זה ברור שאני בא מפתח תקווה. לידי את הרמת גן, ממאית השנייה שים לחץ על הפליי? לא נשאר לך הרבה זמן. אני עושה כאן היסטוריה, אתה זמר בתיאוריה, תן כבוד כמו ליורם, גאון על הטראק, אז תביא את המחבט כי מה שג'ורג'י בא לתת, יעפקו למת הראש מחוץ לפארק! קומרן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. קומרן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. קומרן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. קומרן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. Again, this is your host, 
אניה פרבר, תודה רבה. להתראות חברים, talk as well on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. We're out from the U.S. next time from Israel. להתראות חברים.